0: everybody i'm still mace and a grateful recovering compulsive overeater mace. Um, i'm also feeling like i'm having a little allergy attack because i'm smelling cigarettes really strongly so i apologize that i suddenly am like leaking out of my face um so let's see I I was uncomfortable as this speaking date came up because as some of you may have heard me share recently, um, I I don't weigh myself very often, like usually twice a year um, when I go visit my family of origin on my mother's scale, I have no idea if it's accurate, Um, I don't really give a shit, it's the scale I use. Um, and then sometimes when I go to Kaiser, they like throw you on the scale. And, um, I went to Kaiser a couple months ago and I was like, that cannot be right. That number like that. And I contacted my sponsor and I was like, holy fuck, like what the fuck? And I just seriously like had that compulsive overeater disease where I was like, that's not true. It was 10 pounds more than I had met. And, um, so I didn't believe it. And perfectly conveniently in my mind of denial. And then I went to, to visit my mother and I got on her scale and it was so, like it, it was 10 pounds more than the last time I had been on her scale, which was just six months prior. Um, so that hasn't happened to me um, in program. I've been in, this is like my twenty secondish year in program. Um, And, like, I first came in, and when I got abstinent, I lost a lot of weight very quickly, like, in the first couple years. And then I gained back, like, probably 15 of the pounds when I added – I had completely taken a whole food group out, like, completely, completely. And then I added some members of that food group back in, and over time I gained, like, 10 or 15 pounds back, probably 15 pounds back. And then I've been at that weight – within like a three to five pound rate, you know, like a smallish range on any side on either side of it for, I don't know, 10, 12 more years, maybe even 15 years. Um, And so this was like a a horrifying experience for me. Um, And and then there was like the horrifying experience of gaining weight. And then I was like, oh yeah, like my pants are tight. Like I've been feeling like a stuffed sausage, like all these sort of uh, corresponding pieces of evidence started to fall into place that I had in my mind, decided like couldn't be like, I don't know, like how do your pants, I don't know, whatever. You guys understand because you have this disease. And then, so there was the horrifying about gaining weight and then there was the horrified about being horrified. Um, which was like, uh, you know, the should started coming in. Like I should have enough recovery to like be kind to myself if I gain weight. Like, I, it was just like this fucking, it was a shit show. Um, and this is really just, I don't know, a couple weeks old. So I went to visit my mom over Thanksgiving when the confirmation happened that, you know, and it had been a, a couple weeks before the Kaiser experience. And, um, oh, and at my mom's house. <laughs> Which is totally against my OA rules. Like every day I got on the scale because I was like, oh, it must be wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I had a lot of kind of fucked up crazy behavior, um, and, which is actually at this moment is totally cracking me up. Um, and I feel like a lot of compassion because, you know, and the, because here I am 20 plus years in program and like still super suffering from a lot of the mental fabrications that the disease has for me, like the way that the, con- the constructs of my thinking around it um, r- can really create a prison for me. Um, and so there's sort of facets of my disease and one of the major facets of my disease is denial, as I think you guys can hear in this story. Like there's, there, I had my first sponsor called me terminally vague. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, and, and actually still a dear friend program. It still calls me terminally vague. Um, which is like, always been true. Like, there's this, like, I hear of people in program where they, like, know everything they eat. They know how many calories. They know how much it is. They know what they weigh. They know what size they are. And I'm the other. I'm the not-knower. I'm the, like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, and that actually has, in the past, has served me well um, to get through some really difficult times. And my, my body dysmorphia is sort of one... <laughs> that like always just thinks I'm kind of fat and gross. Like it doesn't really matter how much I weigh. It's just like, that's the sort of, that's the assessment, right? Fat and gross, whatever that means. And, um, so there's denial. And when I finally kind of dug into it with my sponsor, there had, there was, I don't really, and I don't fully understand exactly what happened, but there's one eating behavior that I've never never been free from in program um that's like messy and some people wouldn't consider me abstinent if they heard about it so there's that that like I've never fully addressed and then I switched something in my food plan that was a store-bought like um what do you call that processed food and I started making it same exact food but homemade and it turns out that this food processed is like I can't a quarter the calories if you make it Homemade. Because when they process it, they put all sorts of fucking shit in it that makes me sick, but our don't, I guess, have calories in it. Um, so that happened, and then I added an interesting little sort of um, play with fire treat in, and... Um, <laughs> um, my sponsor is a wonderful human being and he calls these experiments and so i was experimenting with the treat being totally straightforward with my sponsor i was not like none of this was like under you know undercover stealth stuff and i don't know maybe it was those two things that made me gain 10 pounds in six months maybe it was this like sort of other messy food behavior um i think that there's um when I do some exploration around it, I can. There's a big void coming up in my life. I'm going to leave my job of 22 years at the end of the school year, mm-hmm. and I'm fucking terrified. I've, I've really, I've, I grew up there, right? Like this is, and many of you know me, it's like the, it's been the love of my life. Um, and it's time for me to go, and I'm totally terrified. Um, it's a very dark, um, Time for me is, uh, and I think for a lot of people who care about the planet, care about other people, care about disenfranchised people, um, care about my students. Like it's just hard. It's like it's sort of like a relentless, uh, relent. You know, the relentless for me. And I'm not bringing in outside issues. I'm just talking about what's been going on for me. Like the relentless difficulty of trying to be awake in the world today. Um, and not, like, get sucked under by despair. And I, as you guys know me, I'm a real doom and gloom person. So, like, I, it's so easy for me to go under in the despair. So I think that's a factor also. Um, I really struggle with, with creating a regular exercise routine in my life. And even though it feels really good when I do it, and I get, like, the adrenaline and, the you know, oxytocin and all the good juju from it, it's just not ever been... It's been difficult for me yet. I haven't done it yet, and I'm almost 50 and I'm in perimenopause. Like, we could go on and on and on and on and analyze it, but what I really wanna talk about is like, it definitely brought me to my knees um, in a way that I'm just now starting to believe is beneficial, um, which is like, so what I see and what I know about my disease. Is that the denial is there, the terminal vagueness is there, um, and then the like super fierce, like uh, uh, in your face shit is there. There's like these different coping mechanisms, but all of it and the eating and whatever and the craving and the little sexy treat that I added, everything is about avoiding discomfort. Like everything is about avoiding discomfort. And I'm uncomfortable when I'm hungry. Even if I'm like legitimately, physically hungry, meaning it's been X amount of time since my last meal, like there's probably nothing in my stomach, like the body is having a hunger response, that in and of itself is uncomfortable for me. I think like if I'm too hot, I'm taking off my jacket. If I'm too cold, I'm putting it back on. Like there's just this constant movement in my life to avoid discomfort. And instead of just, like, some kind of resting and being like, yeah, I'm hungry right now. Or, yeah, I'm really sad right now. Or, yeah, I'm really scared right now. And so the conversations with my sponsor has been about, like, when I'm hungry, when I want to treat, after I've helped do a fifty-one fifty for a student, and that would have been, like, a really nice time to have that little sexy treat, or whatever, is, are actually the moments where I can invite my higher power in. And... And I have never done that. For 22 years in program, I don't think I've really invited my higher power in to the discomfort around being hungry. Like, I've invited my higher power in to a lot of other things, but not just around this, just, like, the little, the irritation, right? It's not the, like, so, like, if I'm on my knees, is that 15 already? Okay, cool. So if I'm, like, you know, like, afraid or my, Pamela and I get in a huge fight and I've, like, for the 15 millionth time, like, told her to do something that she doesn't want to do and it's, like, clearly, like, a control issue that I need, you know, like, if I get down on my knees at that point and I'm breaking apart, I'll invite my higher power in, right? That's easy. But, like, here I am facing what am I going to do next school year. I have no fucking idea. And I haven't invited my higher power in. Right, so there's just this, there's just this interesting place where I just, there's been just like Mace is supposed to do this on her own, and on my own, I don't want to be uncomfortable, and and so the second thing around that is that what is really clear to me is that the should 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 should, should shit doesn't work. Um, it actually there's like a thirteen year old in me that's like fuck the shoulds. And like I'm gonna do that. You wanna you wanna sh- tell me what I should do? Well, I'll just fucking show you, right? Like you tell me I should exercise. I'll fucking sit on the couch for three fucking years, right? Like, <laughs> and she does, and she's really fierce, and she's um, difficult to work with. And so like the shooting doesn't help. And and actually there's just like a lot of tenderness that's when I really uncover like what's there what's happening there's just this tremendous sense of tenderness and vulnerability and that is really uncomfortable that's like way beyond the irritation level it's um and here's the truth. Like, there are no guarantees. I am tender and I am vulnerable. I might leave my school and end up in a shitty other job. Like, I don't have a higher power that's like, there's a better job out there. That is not what my higher power is saying. It's saying this job no longer serves you. You are no longer happy in this job. You have hit the end of the line. You're not growing anymore. You're grumpy. You're not coming in with an open heart. Like, you're done. It's not saying like, oh, you get this better job out there. Like, I guess a lot, some people have that. And I don't have that. That's not, like, we don't work together that way. And there are no guarantees. I could leave my beloved high school, go somewhere else, and it could be a shitty work environment. I don't know that. So, like, relying on the guarantee higher power, I always talk about that's not what I want. But I see that I've been doing that unconsciously to some degree. Or I've been giving the 13-year-old the reins. And I give the 13-year-old the reins because she's fucking fierce. Like, she survived a lot of really difficult shit, and she's just, like, up in people's faces, and she's really righteous, and she's really, like, gets a lot of shit done. Like, the shit she wants to get done gets done. But there isn't space for this tender vulnerability when, when I'm not there right so when I, when the discomforts there and i'm doing something to get rid of the discomfort there's no room for me and my higher power together there's just fixing the discomfort there's just moving from one discomfort to the next to the next and the discomforts can be really really mild and so you know, like when I was talking to my sponsor about the weight, I was like moving really instantly into weight loss mentality. And instead my sponsor was like, no, like the mentality is about inviting higher power in like the pro the program now is about inviting higher power. in, And it's been like really uncomfortable. Like, I'm just like, I feel super fucking irritated that I don't get to pretty much put in my mouth. Like everything I put in my mouth is abstinent. Whatever the fuck that means, right? It's, like, all <laughs> vetted. It's vetted fucking food. Like, it's out there in the public, and it's not, it's, like, that's not enough, right? That isn't enough. And, and the other thing is, the, the voice in my head is, like, never enough, right? And there's never enough food. There's never enough of that sexy treat. There's never enough of whatever. And then that voice is also, I am never enough. So, like, the story that runs my not, life is not enough. And it's just like all purpose, not enough. It's just like covered, it's a blanket statement for everything. And until I sit with that statement, like literally invite it in, take, give it a cup of tea, because it seems like I can have endless amounts of tea, and that's okay these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and just like sit with it, because it's not about making it go away. That's the other OA fantasy that is out the window after 20 years. Uh, Here I am, 22 years in program. I don't think I broke my abstinence, and I gained 10 pounds, and, like, it's just not... Here it is. Like, I want food when I'm uncomfortable. I gained 10 10 pounds. I think I'm, like, the fattest person in the world. I'm totally ashamed for you guys to see me. Like, and it's not about any of that. It's just about not enough. It's about not enough, and that is really tender and really vulnerable Mm -hmm. so that's where I am today